Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Stuart Scanlon. And I'm Mark Donovan. And this is the Bad Screenplays Podcast. Me and Mark used to write comedy screenplays and TV shows. Unfortunately, we didn't get anywhere. So we've decided to pick through and review other people's efforts to see where we went wrong and have a laugh along the way. Yep, in each episode, I'll send Mark a script. He sends one to me and we read them out totally unseen. Send your screenplays to us at badscreenplayspodcast at gmail.com. Hello, Stu. How are we? Evening. Very well, very well. How are you doing? Yeah, not too bad. It is extremely cold. Freezing, isn't it? I've been working outside and it's absolutely freezing cold. My God. It's not fun. It's like I'm, you have to keep moving constantly. I was trying to decide, <laughs> is it cold or am I just feeling the cold more? And I'm working underneath a railway bridge uh, building this set. Oh, yeah. And it's constantly permanently dripping in one little spot on like a uh, block of mesh fence. And you want to see the icicles on the block of mesh fence. It's not you. It's not me. <laughs> it's definitely not me. It's all frozen. Oh, I am I am uh, enjoying the benefits of a nice thick pair of gloves now I've got older. Yeah, man. Oh, right? yeah. That's you right, yeah. Thermal yeah. socks and all the rest of it. Like, definitely. Yeah. The kids can seem to run around in whatever, though. So, I don't know. That's crazy, though, isn't it? Age has something to do with it. <laughs> Joints ache and all that when it gets cold. Yeah, that's why um, old people wear like five layers. Yeah, in the in house. Summer. In the house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Man, too right. Um, seen anything good this week? Uh, I started watching a TV show. Actually, it was really good called Lupin. The um... oh, I've I, I saw it on uh, the French thing. Yeah. How is it? It's good, you know. It's it's good. I think the first episode's quite cheesy and a bit like just trying to be more like Hollywood esque. And the way the way it's ah uh. is a little bit cheesy. It gets away with it because it's French. Um, and then the second episode is is a, is a lot more settled. Uh, but the guy who plays Luton, I can't remember what his name is. I'm going to have to Google it. He's fantastic. Like, is he really? He's really good because he's the gentleman thief, and yes. he's he's very suave and he's very charismatic. 
and he's like magnetic. But then every now and then he'll play like a bit of a sort of down and out and a bit of a rogue. And he'll put, throw his hood up, put his hand in his pockets and do like a bit of a stringer bell thing. And he does that oh, yes. so well. He does it really well. Uh, and you uh, think uh, the guy's playing all these different different sorts of roles in that and he's excellent at it. Nice. It looked great. And is it, am I right in thinking it's Paris? Yes, it is. Oh, anything shot in Paris is just like, yes, I'll take that. Thank it, you. it looked great and it's making me really like crave for like a nice winter break in Paris oh, or something. God. Man, I feel just desperate for something like that, you know. Did you see now, they, like today, they were talking about travel is so difficult now. Mm. Like if you come back, you have to go, you have to pay a couple of grand to sit in a hotel for 10 oh, days man, now yeah. after your holiday. Yeah. It's it's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. Um, the the guy who plays Lupin, his, his name is Omar uh, C. His name is is very good. Okay. Nice. Yeah, it's it's frightening because I'm, I've kind of been all for tighter restrictions, and then you see, oh wait a minute, this this is quite extreme, and it's just going on and on and on. Ugh. Yeah, I'm I'm with you though. I, it's you know, there's a reason they're doing it, but it's just that it doesn't stop it. Be, it doesn't stop it sucking. No, it's terrible. I, like I'm all about yeah yeah. We, we need stronger this. We need stronger that. You know, but I'm like you know, I've, I've never once been sort of like a skeptical. And then when you see the government actually putting stuff in, you're a bit like, oh shit, it's like <laughs> fucking North Korea or something, <laughs> right? Um, so we watched this week. Actually, I, we started rewatching an old box set. Um, <laughs> however you feel about him uh damn good series house of cards oh right yeah <laughs> let, let me be frank <laughs> let me be frank frank underwood let oh, me be what frank a, what a show uh, and um actually i heard a couple people mention it must have passed me by back in the day hbo deadwood you seen it oh man i i watched that fairly recently as well passed me by and I've heard nothing but like Breaking Bad and The Wire are good. Deadwood is my number one. I'm like, what? Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? It's, yes. ve- it's very, very good. I just started that. It is good. It took me uh, a little while to get into it. I thought it was quite slow. Um, yeah. But then it just, just oozes and seeps its way into your pores. Like. Love Joy. Love Joy. <laughs> Love Joy. I know. He's dead good in it, though, isn't he, as well? Yeah. Yeah, he's so horrible, he's, isn't he? I, he he surprised me though because you know when you grow up, he was Lovejoy. Yeah, and if you don't know, it's a character on British TV, like an antique dealer or something, solves crime. Um, but he was in uh, was he in Sexy Beast with Ray Winston? I haven't seen that. Oh my god! Oh my god! Okay, <laughs> there's your homework for the week. <laughs> okay. It'll make you want to go to Spain even more. Oh really? Oh yeah. No way. Um, so yeah, watch those two. Watch those. Two, um, the, you know, start with those two. But you know what? I did see it popped up on my uh, on my YouTube. It was a um, uh, movies for twenty twenty one. Right, mm. all the trailers packed to get and movie house um, production houses have been holding their films back. That's right. So there's lots and lots of very good films waiting. Yeah, and I mean. I, I, this this clip was sort of an hour long, and it was just trailer after trailer, like the new Bond film, Top Gun. I know you're Top a big Gun, Tom, yeah, yeah. Tom, Tom Cruise fan. <laughs> Do you know what? On the sly, I actually am genuinely. I know you are, and you're going to be delighted that I'm about to tell you that in 2021, Mission Impossible Seven is coming. Yes, 
There you go. <laughs> Coming, to Amer- Coming to America 2. What? Eddie Murphy. Oh, my God. The Little Things, this hot, this crime thing with Denzel. Okay. Um, Kingsman. The, Kingsman. Le- the next Kingsman. I didn't know they were making another one of those. Oh, they made it, and it's waiting. And th- and this detective trailer starts. It's Chris Rock yeah. as this like badass detective, mm. and Sam Jackson's in it as well. And then it it kind of go- that goes off on a tangent. The trailer it looks good, but it's part of the Saw franchise. Okay. So at the end of the trailer, like Chris rocks in some tube station going, ah, no, gah. And you hear like, ring, 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 ring. What, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> What's Chris Rock doing in this whole franchise? <laughs> Making some money. <laughs> Making some money. Oh, man, that's insane. Yeah. That's completely bonkers. There's a film I'm really looking forward to, which was, was supposed to come out last year. Uh, have, yeah. you, have you ever read the book Dune? No. Oh man, it's it's like a proper sci-fi classic. Um, puts people. I probably watched the trailer. You probably. Yeah, I'm one hundred percent certain you will have seen the trailer of it. Uh, puts a lot of people off when you say like sci-fi novel because you have a general idea of what that's going to be or what the type of person is that's going to be reading mm. that. But um, what you call it? No, it is. It, it's a proper seminal piece of work, and they made a film about it in the eighties. It was a. Um, as my as names just jumped out of my brain, the guy who did Twin Peaks, what's his name? D- David Lynch. David Lynch, of course he was. So David Lynch did it when he was um, taking lots and lots of heroin, and um, and it, it didn't turn out quite as well as some people wanted. Some people think it's great. I think gem- it's generally a bit of a disappointment, but um, it's this huge book that's meant to be impossible to turn to a film, and the guy who's doing it is Dennis or Denis Villeneuve, who did Sicario. Contact. Oh, not, nice. Not contact. Sicario Arrival, and he did the most recent Blade Runner. So he's, yes, and he and he's the one taking the reign. And looks the cast is unbelievable, and it, it looks, really. I'm got oh you know high hopes God. for it. Like it's basically a, a lot of it's mass, highly influenced, like George R R Martin, and then it's and then influenced um, George Lucas and all those dudes. You know, nice. Sicario is a great movie. Sicario, excellent, watch, isn't it? That. Yeah, so good. Anyway, speaking about excellent movies, Stu. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you sent me something. I've sent you a little surprise. What have we got? Uh, You sent me (laughs) Kismet. Kismet. By Gary Rowlands. Kismet. What's Mm. that? Is that a place? I haven't got a clue. And it's got nothing to do with the the script. Okay, shall we... uh... Should we go, or do you want to say say something about it? I, I would like to try and give a brief synopsis of it, but then you just end up giving it away, because the, the short stories, a lot of them are based around mystery and stuff like that. Um, yeah. For anyone who's listening to it while they're working away, and something like half listening, half working, it's a it's about an um, investigator slash clairvoyant type guy <laughs> doing his thing. Oh, my God. Didn't we used to drink in a bar really close to where one of those psychics had his office the the scouse fella that died Derek Akora yeah wasn't he by the Penny Lane wine bar was he? he have an I think he had an office <laughs> I don't know I've got I didn't know this I think someone told me that oh, in man. the Penny Lane wine bar yeah is Derek Akora's ghost come to tell you <laughs> 
Oh, the irony. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> Kismet. Fade in. Internal plush office. Morning. An immaculately dressed man. Jake Fortune. 33. Jake Fortune. Handsome. <laughs> confident and seriously materialistic, gives an interview on speakerphone as he opens his mail with a razor-sharp letter opener. Jake Fortune, that's a name on a par with, like, John Slasinger or something, that, isn't it? <laughs> it is. I always thought if I was going to make up, like, a really cheesy name, I'd, uh, if, like, a, like, a screenplay, I'd call someone Stanley Knife. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Arthur Matthews would love you. Arthur Matthews. Yeah, you know, like uh, Stephen Toast, uh, he wrote Arthur Matthews. Oh, wrote, right, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, what is it? Uh, Clem Fandango. Clem Fandango. Uh, yeah, like Cliff Bonanza. <laughs> Susan Random. <laughs> Basil Jet. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, I do love a good name. Stanley <laughs> Blade. Stanley Blade. Yeah, nice. So Jake Fortune. That's a good name. Uh, he's a He's a... He's a a sharp, sharp-looking character. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the feature wall behind him, there are several expensively framed newspaper and magazine clippings of crimes ranging from murder to kidnap. They all have similar headlines, such as Psychic Solves Brutal Murder, Clairvoyant Foils Kidnap Plot, etc. Okay, so we're getting a... Uh, Good, uh, good image of uh, Jake here. I don't know about murder. <laughs> Sorry, Mum. <laughs> no, the acid bath murderer. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favourite murder, Derek? David? What did you ever murder? see? Did What's you your best see? murder? <laughs> yeah, best murder. Yeah, acid bath murders. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, sorry. Uh, I, I'm, I'm well aware that we end up just like rattling through quotes and other things. That's a Psychoville quote, isn't it? For anyone who's interested, it's a Psychoville, and for very um, uh, sharp-eyed uh, fans of um, the League of Gentlemen, uh, Inside Number Nine, which oh, is yeah. a stunning series. Oh, it's great! Like, I don't know how they put in that much work. Six episodes a time for like five or six seasons. They've done. It's just yeah. unbelievable. It's great. Yeah, did you, did you see the one where David and his mum made a cam- cameo, and they um, they did they they like sang like Soldier Boy or something uh, no, karaoke. I haven't oh. seen. I think I've only watched. Is the five seasons of it? Right. Is, did you say? I think I've only watched three of them. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The last two were like came out pretty quick, but I'm gonna send you. We're gonna tweet that actually that clip. Yes. Yeah. Please do. <sighs> Fortune on speakerphone. Well, now that we've agreed... Actually, what was the... Uh... He's a smooth talker, isn't he? Smooth guy. Yeah. Well, now we've agreed to my fee, I'm more than happy <laughs> to talk to you guys. <laughs> Psychic Investigators, one of my favourite magazines. More fiction than fact, but an entertaining read all the same. You sound like a, a young, sprightly, virile Ray Winston. <laughs> virile. <laughs> Lovely. Fortune glances up at the ornate wall clock. It is 10am. You got five minutes. Female journalist voiceover. (laughs) How does it feel to be acclaimed as the world's most successful psychic? Fortune opens an envelope. It's his bank statement. 
we see he has made several deposits totaling more than a million dollars. Whoa. I know, it's funny for a man with a strong East London accent to have a bank account in US dollars. But we'll <laughs> press on anyway. He kisses the bank statement. Oh, it's great. I'm probably the second happiest guy on the planet. So who's the happiest? <laughs> My bank manager. Ugh. That's like a like, uh, Jeremy Clarkson joke, isn't it? If you were sitting with someone and they went, "Oh, I'm probably the second happiest guy in the world," the, the most satisfying thing I could do would be like, "Okay, um, should we go?" To, <laughs> don't even ask the question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Just leave, I'm not teeing that one up. Just yeah, no. you can just see him. Yeah, go on, go on, ask. <laughs> <laughs> the journalist chuckles off screen. <laughs> Seriously, though. What do you say to those people who say you're simply exploiting your extraordinary gift for financial gain? Fortune opens another envelope, this time a bill. He screws it up and tosses it into the wastebasket. First off, what I do is not a gift, yeah? Santa didn't crawl down the chimney one Christmas Eve and just leave it under the tree for me. <laughs> what I have is an ability, yeah? A special skill. A unique insight. Mm. Female journalist. Well, yes, but a unique insight that's taken me weeks, months, years, a lifetime of hard work to develop to the level that I've taken it to. And for that, I expect and demand to be suitably rewarded. <laughs> oh, mate, do you know, I, uh, when I read this script... I went on YouTube and started Googling um, psychic um, investigators <laughs> and I hit the jackpot. What did you find? Oh, man. A lot a lot of things. Um, <laughs> one of them was, was, was this woman who was a psychic. He was advertising as um, a, a psychic detective or whatever it was. And um, this, like, TV show, like, daytime TV show or whatever it was in America was, like, put together a sting on this woman <laughs> to try and sort really? of, like find out that, that, that she was just like taking money off people and um, she was charging 400 pound a go people were turning up with like evidence of like dead relatives and stuff like that missing persons cases and stuff mm, and um, so like the presenter of this show got a picture of herself when she was a little girl and gave it to like a, not like one of the, the male presenters he goes in says okay looking for this little girl and she's touching the picture and looking at it going yeah she's definitely dead yeah Definitely dead. Oh. Um, she was hit on the head with a rock, and then she was a victim of sexual assault. No, no. And I was like, not just that she's passed details. Yeah, just making this person feel that upset. And I was thinking, whoa. No. I, I thought these guys were meant to be like really vague and just go yeah, and just like really, really sort of whiffs of the truth. And then people latch no. on to what that is. And, oh. and then the female presenter sat her down and said, "Oh yeah, by the way, this, that, the other. You know, tell me about some recent cases." And she go, "Oh yeah, um, I had a case today about a young girl. It's really tragic." Um, and I told them. Where the, no. told them where, where the body was so she was hit on the head and then she just showed the picture to her and the woman's face when she saw the photo she just picked up a bag and put a bag on her shoulder and just sort of stormed out all <laughs> and um, just got you the presenter was like how do you feel about charging people $400 as she was walking out the room it's oh awful God. that's awful. awful I know it actually happens I bet she's still working though hmm Oh, God, yeah, definitely. It's horrendous. I didn't know that there was such a thing. Oh, my God. There's so... 
Ugh. Well, Jake Fortune here sums up, like, what I think <laughs> yeah. of psychic investigators. Hmm. But doesn't that sometimes create a conflict of interest? Fortune scowls. You're referring to the Charlotte Walsh kidnapping, right? Uh, well, yes, you know... Rumour has it you deliberately withheld vital information from the police that could have led them to the kidnappers and saved baby Charlotte because you wanted a larger finder's fee? Let me quash that rumour right now. First, Charlotte wasn't a baby. She was almost three, for Christ's sake. <laughs> what a scumbag. Second, I asked for a million dollars. The kidnappers wanted more than ten times that. Now, if the FBI had simply met my request straight off the bat, instead of trying to haggle, they could, with my help, have saved her. So he feels no remorse at all, this guy. No, it was the FBI's fault for not paying him a million dollars. Surely you must take some responsibility for what the kidnappers did to her. Enraged. Fortune stabs the desk with a letter opener. No, they raped and tortured her, not me. And for that I feel not an ounce of guilt. Fact is, I am never, ever wrong. And people should accept that and pay me what I'm worth. Fortune slams the phone down. That's how that woman who's on the YouTube video, I watched her respond and she just stuck to the guns. <laughs> what, like totally back up and... Yeah, for the yeah, 400 just, quid, just like double down on. Ugh, scumbags, aren't they? Stupid bitch, says Fortune. <laughs> Fortune clears his desk, puts the bank statement in a drawer, tosses the envelopes in the wastebasket, puts his hand on the embedded letter opener to remove it when suddenly... Blood suddenly trickles from his left nostril, splatters onto the desk. Fortune goes into a spasm. He grips the desk. His face twists and contorts. He's getting a clue. (laughs) He's getting a raging clue. (laughs) Uh, Flash forward. (laughs) Internal. Fortune's office morning. The wall clock winds forward several hours to 5 p.m. A dishevelled, desperate man of Mediterranean appearance bursts through the door. Andreas! Andreas! Fortune, sarcastic. No! Jake Fortune! (laughs) Please, you must help me find my beautiful boy, Andreas. He has been missing for over a week. Please, you must help me. Fortune looks the anxious father up and down studies his ragged appearance he knows that he's got no money scumbag right total scumbag sorry there's nothing i can do try the police i did these they have nothing no leads no witnesses nothing please you are my last hope (laughs) sorry but the man rummages through his pockets and pulls out several crumpled bills Wait, I have money, my life savings. $468. He shoves the money in Fortune's hand. Now you help me, yes? Fortune sniggers, throws the money right back at him. The man drops to his knees, clasps his hands together. Please, I beg of you. 
Fortune drags him up by his collar and hurls him towards the door. Get out of my pub. <laughs> Get out of my pub. Have you watched uh, The Boys TV programme called The Boys Amazon thing? No. It's really good, you know. It's This reminds me of it. It's basically um, another superhero thing, but it's it's a, a really good take on it. It's like, what if um, superheroes were a, a thing, um, but they were basically owned and employed more or less by a massive faceless like corporation and oh, really? um, they're basically like sports stars and they basically had to they feature in films and you, you see the faces on like pepsi adverts and all that sort of thing um, nice but then a lot of them are also really horrible and nasty and dark and using the, the powers for their own sort of like um satisfy their own needs and all that and there's one guy who plays like the, the, the version of Superman who's, who's horrible he's genuinely horrible plays it really well and it's about the corporation trying to control them and stop them from just acting out and all that and it's, it's really good that um, sounds great good take on it I would definitely recommend it but um, this guy reminds me of a character called Mesmer who's um, who's like a psychic <laughs> sort of thing and he, he's basically a bit of a, a, a pervert he reads people's minds but the guy who plays him is the kid from The Sixth Sense. <laughs> no, but he's like um, Haley Osman. Or yeah, Haley Joel Osman. But um, I think he's like our age. He's like thirty-seven <laughs> or thirty-eight or something like, and he's like really short, really overweight, with a big beard and stuff like. And he's like a down-and-out drunken psychic. Like, is that good? Using his powers for evil, mm. pretty much, yeah. Dirty bastard. But I think this is what it'd be like. People who just want money and just like you know. To use their powers it reminds me of that a little bit. Yeah, you know, they, you come up with you know, something amazing, an incredible invention, and everyone figures out how to use it for the worst possible reason. Yeah. If if yeah, if superheroes were kicking around, totally, it'd be um, be up to all sorts, wouldn't they? I think Ugh. it's it's a fair assumption that there'd be like there'd be money changing hands for there'd be some sort of capitalism involved. Like yeah, it's one of them with like a freeze ray. Just be working in like a fish factory, <laughs> freezing fish. Yeah. <laughs> With yeah. breath. <sighs> yeah, just working out of beach serving like cocktails and stuff. Like, <laughs> sounds quite uh, good actually. Ba, 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 ba. Get out. Beat. Desperate, enraged, the man lunges for the letter opener. He thrusts the letter opener into Fortune's stomach. Over and over again. Whoa! Yikes. Until he slowly drops to the floor. That'll do it. Yeah. Should have seen that coming, right? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> you were going to do that. That fortune. That's ruined me, Clinton Baptiste joke. I should have, I should have dropped it a little bit earlier. <laughs> oh, no. I'm getting the word nonce. <laughs> Well, like, through the oh, dawn of time, right. psychics have been with us for years. And he goes, yeah, right. I, uh, yeah, I know. You're right. Oh, my God. Oh, that's so funny. That's a great series. Have you watched, um, seen Limmy, Limmy's clairvoyant Raymond Day? No. Oh, man. Have you watched much Limmy stuff? Have I spoke to you about Limmy? I, ha- I haven't, no. Oh, man. He, it, he's got a sketch out, which is... When it's good, it's brilliant. And when it's not, it's like, it just shows that they didn't have much time to write it and there wasn't much of a budget. But he does this clairvoyant Raymond Day. And um, it's fucking brilliant. Like, really? It's, okay. it's really dark. It's really, really dark. He'll do oh, one I where like he's that. like, um, oh, I've got your granny, your granny. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, she's a, she, she, 
She's gone downstairs. Yeah, yeah. yeah she, she, she doesn't like it. No, no, she doesn't like oh, it. <laughs> it's really horrible. Like. <laughs> she doesn't like. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's good. Have a look at it. Uh, she's smiling down on you. No, she's not. Back to the present. Fortune comes out of his spasm, gets to his feet, paces up and down. What? Oh, so that was a like a. Oh no, it said flash forward, didn't it? Uh, no, I think it was. Um, he was out of a, having a bit of a fit, and he was. That was how he, how he was using his powers and stuff. Wait, it said flash forward, and then the man burst in, saying, "You got to help me." Let me see. Fortune goes into a spasm. He grips the desk. Flash forward. Okay, so he's having this spasm, and he's seeing. He's yeah, he's seeing the future. Because it was 10 a.m. and now it's 5 p.m. Right, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I think that's a little uh, that's a little unclear, though, I think, the way it's been written there. Yeah. Just a touch. It is. Okay, so he's done that. He's flashed forward to 5 o'clock and he's... And then he wakes up. He's been stabbed. He looks at the clock, it's 5.15, and now he's woken up and it's, I guess, normal time again. Okay, back to present. Fortune comes out of his spasm, uh, gets to his feet, paces up and down. <laughs> shit, shit, shit. He grabs the wall clock and flings it across the room. That'll, that'll do it. Yep, that'll stop time. Stop time, yeah. The clock face shatters. Fortune hurriedly picks up all the broken glass and sticks it in the wastebasket. He puts the broken clock back on the wall. The time is stuck at 5.15pm. He quickly returns to his desk, grabs the letter opener and waits. And waits. When suddenly, the Mediterranean man bursts through the door. Man. Andreas! Andre- Fortune lunges forward and stabs the shocked man in the throat. The poor man staggers about. Blood gushes from his throat. He collapses. Fortune drags the man's lifeless body across the blood-soaked floor. He opens a cupboard door, glances down at the dead man. Smug grin. Who says you can't change your destiny? Oh, well, smug grin after you just killed someone. I know. He stuffs the corpse inside the cupboard closes the cupboard door, plops down at his desk and mops his brow with a handkerchief. Plops. <laughs> I know. You made it somewhere. I'm just going to plop. <laughs> yeah, plop. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a big bucket of water on the desk. He just goes, plop. Uh, mops his brow with a handkerchief. The office door suddenly flies open. The exact same man bursts through it. What? Andreas! Andreas! Fortune jumps up. No. No, 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 you're dead. I killed you. The man looks horrified. What have you done to my brother, Andreas? Oh. Oh, no. Brother, you said Andreas was your son. The man sees the blood-stained letter open on the desk. He grabs it and stabs Fortune repeatedly in the stomach. Andreas was a my brother, my identical twin brother. He told me you were his last hope of finding his son, Andreas Jr. <laughs> ah, it all makes sense. <laughs> what? Fortune, Fortune slowly drops to the floor. He glances up at the broken clock. The time is 5.15pm. 
a wry smile, and his eyes close forever. His eyes close forever. Fade out. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, got you with the old uh, identical twin and son of the identical twin brother, Junior. With the same name. Uh, twist with the same name <laughs> oh wonderful so he's based in he, he's gone andrea andre so maybe he was going to say andreas help me son andreas I yeah think. that's it <sighs> amazing man. But, but but you know what he was a psychic he was a psychic he genuinely wasn't lying and hold on yeah. though can they see the future or the past it said clairvoyance as well maybe he's just got all the psychic powers bundled into one yeah yeah oh man again oh, when, when I was googling it's just like on YouTube sorry there's just there's just so many cases of these like it just gets me angry fails. it just winds me up like and I'm not mad at the the the, the parents in the audience looking for hope from their missing daughter or you know the the all the people who want to, I'm, I, they're such scumbags they're just parasites they, really, they, they oh, absolutely are and just taking money off people. Um, and it's th- just con- it's just a circus act. It's reading someone. It's like a, a, a magic act, but with like real emotions. Yes, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm actual consequences. E e e e Edward, Edward, that's yeah. And you can see the parent nodding and going, "No, yeah, yeah." Well, he had a friend called Edward. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, that's what I'm getting. I'm getting. They knew Edward, but then they go. You know, there's like. Uh, a couple in their like forties crying about their daughter. They, get, they get, close their eyes. They go, "I'm guessing she was taken before her time." <laughs> she was. <laughs> yes, yeah, she was. <laughs> oh, it was hard. It was. It was difficult to let go. Yeah, it really was. Of course, it was. Ah, <laughs> oh, such scumbags. Have a look at him. Psychic fails on YouTube, man. Because there's just so many of them there getting called go. out. There's one where there's like um, the psychic on TV and. Um, she looks so smug and so pleased with herself, Ugh. and um, the, the the woman who's, who's speaking to her is saying, "Oh, you know, I'm I'm looking for my partner. They never found him. I'm um, just wondering if you can tell me anything, anything. You know, I tragically lost my boyfriend. You know, they never found him. And the psychic goes, "They never found him because he's in water," and just stops. And it's a dead, uncomfortable silence. And the woman goes, "Oh what? yes, he's in water. That's why they can't find him. He's in water." And then the woman goes, "Oh, okay." Um, he was a fireman. He, he died in nine eleven. <laughs> oh, and you're just like, oh, oh shit! And and well, oh. um, and, and then she tried, as opposed to saying, "I've got it wrong. I'm really sorry." She goes, um, "Well, you know." But they were spraying water they, or something. Like no, that. she doesn't even go with that. She goes, "No, no, he, but he, he's in water. That's where he is. He's in water." Or you know, he he was he was clutching for his lungs. I think I think I think that's what I'm getting now. And you're like, oh, just stop oh. it, just stop it. <laughs> It's excruciating. It's so bad. He died on 9-11. Yeah. Oh, no. He was a fireman, and there's no way he could have been oh. in water. And this woman's so like, confident. Like. It's like a pure hero. And she, oh, what's she doing talking to... Oh, dear. It's annoying, isn't it? It's, it really is. It really is. It's quite satisfying seeing them just squirm and stuff, though. But then there's the people there who are emotional, and there's people who are speaking to them genuinely with some sort of belief like the, oh I'm going to speak to this psychic I'm going to get something from them you know so they're yeah. already halfway there you know is it any different to religion in that respect in my opinion no but I feel like people probably get a lot more out of religion the, the comfort and the faith and all that sort of thing you know 
Yeah. Um, I, I'm, a, I'm an atheist, and I know you are, but um, some close family members are religious, um, and, like, they do genuinely get a lot out of it, and, like, um, the community spirit and stuff, you get something back at least, but with a psychic, it's like, no, 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 give me loads of money, and I'll just tell you all the bullshit. <laughs> do you know what? Before this COVID thing happened, right, and, and we were... We were looking, we were, you know, we're going out on Sundays, we're going out on the weekends and doing stuff. I I thought, is there a Sunday service for atheists? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I looked it up and there is. No way. There's like, yeah, there's these, there's these, you can't call them churches, but they're just like hangouts. So you can go to, you go to like a big village hall or a, uh, a big cafe or something and everyone just... It's like the church service without the church. You get all the benefits. You get the the kids play together. They do arts. You chat to the neighbours. You find out what's going on. No way. Everyone talks about music. They have a band play. They Someone gets up and reads a poem or something. And there's no... Just, there's not an ounce of religion in it. Just it's without like, the what? lies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just without the lies or you better be good or else. Yeah. Of no, course, yeah. just be good because it's nice. There's no eternal damnation. Oh, great, yeah. So I, um, I just get to be a good person because I think I should be a good person anyway. Oh, cool. Yeah, and it makes me feel better and everyone else. Yeah. Great. I should, yeah, you uh, shouldn't need a reason to not be a gobshite, really, should you? No, no. Shouldn't need an no, extra incentive to not be a dickhead. Oh, God. That's cool, though, man. That, that's dead interesting. I'll have to look into that. That's Right? Yeah. Interesting. Oh, there you go. All right, cool. So, Jake Fortune, fuck you. You got what was coming to you. <laughs> Hello. from you Stu and it's a script and they called protest power so protest power I would sum up it's um, uh, it's about animal rights mm-hmm. okay and it's about what a young man in love would do for um, the woman he's uh, interested in so okay yeah okay <laughs> great let's see what the young man's prepared to do yeah let's see <laughs> <laughs> This is by a Simon Kyle Parker. Okay. <clears throat> External dairy farm day. A huge dairy farm, a mesh wire fence runs all the way round it. A small but loud protest group is at the front gate. But locked, they can't get in. At the front, holding a poster showing cruelty to animals above her head is Julia, 23, tall, slim and pretty. She screams. <laughs> <laughs> Murderers! Rapist, you're cow rapists! You rape cows! You should be ashamed of yourself, rapists! Cows have the right to pick which bull they have sex with. Let them choose, rapists! Uh, uh, External City Park Day. 
Dan, 23, long hair, glasses, and John, 25, short and fat, play football together on a hard concrete pitch. One versus one. Neither of them is any good. Let it ride! Suddenly, Dan comes to a stop. John crashes into him, trying to win the ball back. Knocking Dan over, John lands on top of him. What are you doing? Dan pushes him off and points to Julia, who seems to be heading right towards them. You, you see that girl? John looks over, his eyes widen at the sight of her. Yeah. Dan, I've been in love with that girl ever since school. John, well, she's coming right at us, and pretty girls like her always want something from guys like us. Usually money. Dan, she can take whatever she wants from me. Julia comes onto the pitch and stands in front of Dan. Holds her hands out in front of her. Julia. Hi, Dan. Dan leaps to his feet. John stays to the ground. Julia, you remember me? Julia. I've been going around town looking for some friendly faces and I saw you. I had to come over. Dan. Oh, yeah. She pulls a flyer out of her handbag. Gives it to Dan. Julia. We're holding a demo. I'd love for you to come. Dan takes the flyer from her. She's going to get him involved in her protests. <laughs> Dan and John. Yeah. <laughs> Dan and John sit on a park bench together. John with a fresh ice cream cone. Dan still holds the flyer. You want to come? John, no thanks. How do you know a girl like her? Dan takes out his phone and shows the screen to John. We were in the same year in school. Now I follow her on Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram. These are some of my favourite pictures of her. I've masturbated <laughs> over every single one of her holiday pictures. Whoa! <laughs> Stalking's okay. a very loaded term. I prefer to like it as extreme liking. Extreme liking? Oh, Mark. <laughs> Take these guys into the Dobby Club. <laughs> Dobby Club! <laughs> Gerard. Man with the tube up his nose. Man with the tube up his nose. <laughs> Oh man, uh, sorry for the um, eagle-eared listener. That was another peep show quote. <laughs> never apologise. Never apologise. Uh, Mark Corrigan's looking at photographs of Dobby on holiday, and he's <laughs> he doesn't want to call it stalking. He calls it extreme liking. <laughs> uh. <laughs> so good, John. What a boast, Dan. She might have searched the whole town just looking for me. John, that's hopeful. Dan, a demonstration outside the farm, just me and her. So romantic. John, it sounds like she wants a whipping boy and you're all lined up to be here. <laughs> Dan stands up, I've got to go. John has some more of his ice cream. Your funeral. You follow your heart, Dan. Follow your heart, Dan. It sounds like he's just ignoring common sense, isn't it? Yeah. John, your funeral. I don't have the energy to try and stop you. It's too hot today. Internal house kitchen day. Dan enters the clutty and messy kitchen, a pile of dirty unwashed plates in the sink. Julia sits at the table with a group of other hippies. Oh, I can't stand hippies, man. Oh, me neither. <laughs> did, did you watch The Serpent? No. Okay, it's uh, everyone, most people I've spoken to watched this program called The Serpent. It's quite good. I think it's massively overrated, but it's quite good. Like, um, It's about a murderer in the 70s I think it is or 60s and he just picks off like young like American and you know like 
British travellers travelling by themselves and he basically kills oh, yeah. steals from them and kills them. That's his bag. Um, oh. He's horrible and he's dead manipulative and the guy who plays him really good. But the, the, it was dead distracting because I fucking can't stand if he's <laughs> So Billy is going, good for you. get him. Go on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's getting away, he's getting away. Ah, oh, yes, got him. <laughs> a little bit. Oh, I love it. The serpent. Oh, is that what that was? The BBC thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I never got into it. Nice. I mean, it's harrowing and it's a true story and some of them are real people, so... Crusties. Crust- our Prime Minister of Corbyn. Crusties. Oh, my God. <laughs> You know, Krusty's uh, a totally different thing. A Krusty's like a punk. So he hasn't got a fucking clue anyway. Do you remember that one where they, where they, Cartman kept finding hippie drum circles? Like, yeah. Around <laughs> yeah. town. It's like, God, they're spreading. Yeah. And then it's going to turn into a full on hippie, hippie jam fest. <laughs> and then they're all like on stage going, yeah, man. Yeah. And the only thing that'll get rid of them is if they can get to the main stage and plug in a CD player of Slayer's Raining Blood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Amazing. So Dan enters a messy kitchen full of hippies. Julia sits at the table with all the other hippies. All guys. They pass around the drink to one another. Dan comes to the table and joins them. Julia, I'm so happy you could come. I wouldn't miss it. Julia, we need you to put a stop to the rape of cows. <laughs> Dan leans back in his chair and struggles to stop himself from laughing. <laughs> My man. I <laughs> uh, didn't know that was happening. She slams her fist on the table. Damn right, and I'm going to put a stop to it. All the other gathered hippies yell and cheer. I bet they don't do it very loud. <laughs> Dan. Yeah, man. Yeah, woo, yeah. Yeah, woo. <laughs> Dan, alright. She reaches across the table, takes Dan by the hand. This is our mission, Dan, and I hope you'll join us. Dan, stop cows from being raped. I'm sure I can get my head around that. Cool mission. You can count on me. Internal van day. Julian kneels on the floor. The van with Dan. <laughs> the men with Ven. Then um, with Ven, Den with Ven, she rolls out a crudely home-drawn map of the dairy farm between them. Jabs her finger down against it. Julia, I'm gonna blow it up. <laughs> you what now? You gonna what? <laughs> Dan leans forward, getting closer to her. Did you say blow it up? She looks at him, reaches over, and gently holds the back of his head. Their noses almost touching. And when it all goes off, I promise I'll have sex with you to celebrate. Dan chokes and coughs. <laughs> what? what r- really? Perfect. Perfect. Da- Dan goes in to kiss her. Julia dodges out the way. <laughs> Not yet, Dan. <laughs> He's being played. He is. Julia, afterwards, so you've got to do what I tell you, okay? External dairy farm day. Dan and Julia lead the way to the front of the dairy farm with the other hippies following closely behind them. Dan reaches down, tries to hold hands with Julia. She slaps his hands away and won't let him. <laughs> Dan, this is like a dream. It's it's beautiful. We're going to have to save some animals. This is your mission. And I'm a man of action. 
and I'm going to end this dairy farm's evil plans. No more rapes, no more sexual assaults against beautiful cows. All the hippies cheer loudly celebrating. <laughs> he looks across at Julia and winks at her. She gives him a thumbs up reply. Nice. Ah, oh, the thumbs up emoji. <laughs> External dairy farm day. It's the least expressive and least sort of committing emoji, isn't it? Like a thumbs up. Yeah. Um, external dairy farm day. They all gather at the closed gate. A couple of the hippies try and shake it open, but it's locked tight. Julia opens a backpack and pulls out a real looking suicide vest. Oh! <laughs> okay. Suicide vest, you say? She puts it on to Dan, making him wear it. Oh my god. Yeah. Dan resists. <laughs> of course he does. What would be your reaction to someone putting a suicide vest on you? Nope. <laughs> Dan resists. Uh. But as Julia places a gentle kiss on his lips, he gives in and lets her. Fucking hell. Oh, Daniel. She locks it in on him. Click. Checks the wires running across his chest. Julia, you're our mission now. Like I said, I'm going to blow it up. Dan... Am I gonna be okay? <laughs> uh, do what now? We're gonna what? <laughs> um, Julia, you will become a symbol. Your name will be known throughout the world. When people think about the end of raping cows, they'll think of you. Dan, and what about us having sex? Is that still gonna happen? <laughs> Julia, climb the fence, my love. Complete the mission, you'll be my hero. Dan, I can't do this. Dan, breathing <laughs> heavy, starts pulling at the vest, pulling it up and then down, fidgeting. It's too late now, Dan. <laughs> He's past the point of no return. Uh, Julia reaches out to grab hold of Dan's wrist, as do the other hippies. Oh no. They're all, they're all there to make sure he goes ahead with it. Julia, no, do this at the farm. Dan, I'm not going through with this. Dan grabs the wires, breaks them, boom, setting off a bomb. A large ball of flames erupt and engulfs all of them. Holy shit. A huge explosion. Black smoke fills the screen. Fade to black. The end. <laughs> Damn you, Muppet. All are dead. Right? <laughs> all are dead. Oh, mate. Unbelievable. <laughs> Truly remarkable. At least the cat, no one hurt the cows. No, that's the good thing, actually. Yeah, fucking hell. Wait, were they going to blow up a f- farm of cows? Oh, yeah, they were going to blow up the farm, weren't they? But they love cows. Do we try? So it's a dairy farm. Are they talking about. Did they want to stop people from artificially inseminating cows? Uh, I guess so, yeah. Like, um, yeah, like breeding, forced breeding. I don't think I think don't think she had a clear idea of what her message was. Also, I don't think she's very stable. <laughs> Julia. Julia's a bit uh, a little bit unhinged, I think. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, great script. Suicide vest. <laughs> Suicide vest in like the British countryside. Well read, mate. Fantastic man. Hello there, I'm Dan by the way. I'm in love with a girl called Julia. She's a protester for bovine welfare No, I'm not one, I'm just pretending 
She hooked me up to a suicide vest I'm not really sure what I'm doing here But it's strange the things you do for love Especially when you're blowing cows up An explosive udder An explosive udder An explosive udder An explosive udder We've had quite a lot of script sent to us this week Which I'm delighted about I haven't had the chance to read them all yet um, just trying to get back to give people a little thumbs up and say thanks for sending us to them. There's been a bit of a flurry of activity, hasn't there, mate? Yeah, we've had a good few emails, haven't we? Thank you, Reddit. Um, yeah, keep them coming in. We love we love uh, hearing from you and um, some some really really good scripts. So no doubt we will be working on them and doing them uh, coming up soon. Absolutely. We received one from an Adriel or Adriel Bailey. Um, it was, I have the perfect screenplay for you in Block Capitals. Enjoy. Um, thank you so much for sending that, Adriel Bailey, but it was a little bit too graphic. <laughs> I'm going to have another little, another read through it again and double check, but I, I think I think you're too advanced for us, man. I think you may be a little bit too extreme for our tastes. I didn't, hold on, I didn't read it yet, but I'm just, I've just, now you've said that, I've just pulled this up and I've scrolled halfway down and, yep, yeah, that's, yeah, no. Uh, no. Oh, okay. No, I don't think we can do that one. Um, we might be able to do it, but we absolutely won't be able to put it on here. It won't even be a bonus episode. But thanks for sending it anyway. <laughs> a large satin-lined coffin with a couple of pastry stunners. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're alive. He says. <laughs> <laughs> Proper mic cleaning, but yeah, pl- please keep sending them to us. Um, if we don't end up using them on the show, it's not because they're no good. Sometimes they're, they're quite long. Um, a lot of the scripts you read are maybe seven pages to ten pages. Um, the, the show's roughly an hour, give or take 10 15 minutes. If we get a script that's like 52 pages long, unfortunately, we're not going to be able to use it. But if it's if it's nice and short and it's suitable, then and we have done in the past, then we'd be delighted when we can use it. So thanks so much. Yeah, and if you've got a if you've got a big long script and you know that you can just tell us. Go from page twenty one to thirty or something. You know, like if you know there's a good chunk in the middle, a good scene that that you think sort of um highlights uh, highlights it best, let us know. Absolutely. Good as well. Definitely give us yeah. gives a little background as well. You know, we can reveal what's going to happen after that certain point or you can you can you know talk about the build-up and stuff like that please please still send it to us because we absolutely love reading them it's great so yeah we've got a, a massive backlog of scripts we need to listen through um i think we mes- mentioned on last week's episode that we haven't dropped a week yet and we're quite proud of that however um however it does take quite a lot of time each week to read scripts, record an episode, edit them, sound effects, record songs and stuff like that. So what we've decided to do is take a a short break, just a short release break for a couple of weeks. And in that time, we're going to record a shitload of episodes, shitload of songs. So yeah, we're going to do that. We're going to take a little break, work on some some scripts and, and we'll be back before you know it. We're also... Super excited about a, a new um, little animated promo that we're working on. Um, so we're going to be keep you a little bit hush hush about that, but we'll be releasing like a video on YouTube. That should be fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can't wait to see that. And we, 
love making this podcast. We're overwhelmed by the amount of people who are listening. It seems to be getting more and more, which is which is amazing. Um, yeah, we'll see you in a few weeks with some more silly nonsense. See you then. Take care. Bye. Bye. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.